This is the Commission Church Online. Welcome to our podcast. We want to be a church who brings heaven on earth through the word of God and the love of Christ. I pray this week's message blesses you. Good morning. Praise the Lord. I take it as a great honor and privilege to be here in this Commission Church. And also, I'm happy that you have given me a chance to share the word of God this morning. I praise God for his faithfulness upon each and every one of us. Also, I thank God for enabling me and my wife to visit our children once again. And if God willing, we are planning to return to India by August 1st, after spending here for five months. Albert Einstein once said, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Yes, in our life, we have ups and downs. Many times, We go through difficulties, we go through hard times, but by the grace of God, we are moving forward to achieve our goals and visions. The Lord has been faithful to each and every one of us. As we know, we went through a big two years, three years pandemic period, but God was so good to us. I thank God for the Commission Church. I want to give thanks to the worship team. Every Sunday when we come here, the worship time, it really gives me joy, happiness, and our hearts fill with uh, uh, the uh, Holy Spirit. I feel the presence of God in our midst this morning. How many of you feel that? Amen. Amen. When God is in our midst, when God takes the control of our service, we can build the church. If God takes the control of our church, miracle will happen in the church. Sick will be healed. The brokenhearted will be healed. The blind will see. The lame will walk. I'm happy that Commission Church is a Bible-based church and spirit-filled church. And also it is a praying church. If you have the word of God, Bible and the Holy Spirit and praying church, prayer, you can build the church as we sang just now. Jesus said, I will build my church. Church belongs to Jesus, church belongs to God. As I stand here, I remember, I'm reminded by an incident which I heard long time back. A young man, after the Bible school graduation, after the graduation, he went out for preaching. 
He went to many churches preaching. And one day he was invited by one of his friends. And he went there by seeing the big crowd. He was very nervous. And he, you know, uh, nervous and started shivering. Holding the podium like this, he started his message. The title of his message was Second Coming of Jesus Christ. Based on Revelation chapter 22 verse 20, what it says, Yes, I am coming soon. After reading that, he could not proceed the message. He was shivering like anything. Second time again, he started, he read that passage. Yes, I am coming soon. He could not continue the message. Third time again, he read the same passage. After reading the third time, holding the podium like this, he fell on the ground, falling on the you know, front, uh, front row. There were so many people who were sitting there. He fell on a lady, old lady who was sitting there. And he felt very bad. Pastor also who invited him, he felt very bad. He came running. By the time the old lady got up, the preacher also got up. So preacher said, I am very sorry, I am very sorry. And the church pastor also said, Madam, I am very sorry. But, but Madam got up and said, Pastor, you don't have to tell sorry. It is my fault. It was my fault. Three times you said, I am coming soon, I am coming soon. But I never believed that you are coming. I thought Jesus is coming. Now I got the permission to continue my message. I know some of you, most of you are following my English. For our short meditation, please stand with me to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. The book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Shall we read together? Okay. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Next verse. Do not be conformed to this world. The title of my message is Knowing the will of God. How many of you are happy? Amen. Okay, I will read the same passage in another one translation. It is called a NLT translation or something. Same passage. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. 
let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will know learn to know god's will for you which is good which is pleasing and which is perfect shall we bow down our heads for prayer our gracious heavenly father we thank you lord for this wonderful time you have given us to hear the word of god and preach the word of god thank you lord for your uh, uh, your presence in our midst as we meditate on this passage lord we pray open our understandings open our hearts open our minds open our eyes so that we will see the treasures in this passage help me to share the word of god take control of our worship in jesus name i pray amen happy fathers day church already our pastor wished you all happy fathers day the greatest honor of my life has been to be the father of two children i am a blessed man because it was our desire my wife also is here it was our desire to desire and prayer that both of our children should be useful for the kingdom of god today my son ashish is here i hope pastor ashish matthew is a blessing to the commission church today being the fathers day i thought my son will preach and advise all the fathers including me but he wanted to honor me and told me to give message today's message so i want to connect combine my message along with the fathers day friends we live in a society where we see different types of fathers cruel fathers very strict fathers loving fathers caring fathers rich fathers poor fathers but very few godly fathers am i right in the bible there is a psalm for fathers godly fathers how many of you know that the bible there is a special psalm for the godly fathers psalm 128 women don't worry you to have a special chapter in the bible that is proverbs 31 chapter 31 so i just want to uh, read all the whole church will read this except the fathers all the ladies sons and daughters join together we will read that psalm psalm 128 yes start 
little more loudly. Little more is. Thank you. This is mainly meant for the godly fathers. What a blessed psalm. It talks about a God-fearing man. A godly dad. Verse number one. Uh, uh, verse number one. It talks about the foundation of a godly man. What is that? Fear of the Lord and the obedience to him. This is the foundation. If you have the fear of God and the obedience to him, whatever my God tells, I will follow that. If you have these two, your life is very happy. People can call you godly father. Then verse 2 onwards it says, it talks about the structure and finally the result. This is a psalm sang by King David and usually the Israelites, those who go for Passover festival to Jerusalem, they used to sing that song. What do you mean by a godly father? How can you become a godly father? What are the duties of a godly father? Before I preach my message, I want to mention six responsibilities, six principles of a godly father. Are you happy? If you allow me, I will tell. Number one, a godly father devote himself and family to the Lord. A, devote, a godly father devote himself and the family to the Lord. Joshua chapter 24 Verse 14 and 15. There, Joshua, that is the, uh, uh, the farewell message of Joshua. He called all the Israelites. He called them one by one, all the leaders. Then explained to him how the God Almighty led them from the, uh, 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 from the city of Haran to the city of Canaan. How God helped them. Then finally he said, if you want to go away, if you want to serve other gods, you, can, you are free. But for me and my family, I will serve my God. A godly father devote himself and the family to the Lord. Number two, a godly father teaches the children to love God. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 to 9. There we see how to love, love your God. A godly, number three, a godly father disciplined the children. Hebrew chapter 12 verse 6. I don't mean 
they will beat them i don't mean they will, they will torture them i don't mean they harass them not to be very rude with them but discipline them in love how many of children how many of you the children will say that i am thankful for a disciplined father once i asked my son ashish okay no time i, I will leave that <laughs> number 4 because uh, in india it is not like us we give lot of punishment in india <laughs> okay number 4 godly father demonstrate how to follow christ understand me our children will imitate the parents the parents should know that if you smoke the children also will smoke if you have the habit of drinking the children also will learn how to drink if you are a person spending time with god for prayer the children will learn that if you read the bible children also will learn how to read the bible if you go for worship children also will come for the worship we have to leave something behind some good legacies behind when we go from here for the children to follow so godly father demonstrate how to follow christ number 5 godly father delight in their children they love their children they appreciate them they will spend time with them even though you are very busy they will find time one day sometime morning or evening they will take time and spend with the children they will take them to park or buy whatever they want food any special food number 6 godly father always seek the perfect will of god romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 here we are coming back to the subject this morning how many of you want to rededicate your life by saying lord i want to be a god fearing father being today father's day i want to ask father's first how many of you want to say that go lord i want to be a god fearing father a god godly father rather than a rich man let us come to the book of romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 here apostle paul addresses this letter to brother in some translation it is brother kjv you know it is brother those who have come to faith in jesus christ that is the meaning those who have experienced justification by faith all the brothers and sisters that is why in other translation you see brothers and sisters another word we can see that therefore that is more significant the principles in these verses in these two verses and the 
latter part of Romans are based on all the things he has taught in the first 11 chapters. This is a continuation of that. The book of Romans can be divided into two sections. The first section of 11 chapters is doctrine, it's a theology. The second part is practical. So the chapters 1 to 11 <coughs> deals with the doctrine, deals with the theology, theory. Chapters 12 to 16 deals with the practical life. Why did Paul teach all these doctrines? Because to do the practical, we should know the theory well. Am I correct? You are all well educated than me. To do the practical you need, you should know the theory well. The same rule applies in the colleges, the playground, for example, I will tell you. A doctor cannot practice the medicine without theory. Am I correct? Yes. In US, you must complete a four year, four years undergraduate program. Attend medical school, uh, uh, school for four years and spend between three to seven years as a resident. I hope it is correct. That means you have to study and work between 10 to 14 years to become a doctor. So without theory, you cannot practice. The same rule applies in our Christian life also. We cannot lead a good Christian life without proper doctrine, without proper theology, without proper teachings. So the book of Romans is a very important book for all the children of God, all the believers, all the Christians. The book of Romans is not like any other uh, letters, not like uh, the book of Colossians, not like book of Ephesians, and uh, not like any other uh, letters. It's very hard. You have to read, sit, read, 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 then only you will understand. Because it talks about justification, it talks about purification, it talks about sanctification, it talks about glorification. So to understand all these four subjects, you have to sit and study. So the book is also known as the Gospel according to Paul. You know, John Calvin, the Protestant reformer, once said the book of Romans opens the door to all the treasures of the scripture. This book is the main cause for the Protestant reformation. Martin Luther, the father of reformation, read this book and found out that justification is only by faith. Because of this book, now we are enjoying the salvation. There are four main important points we see in this passage where the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. Number one, surrender to God. 
Submit yourself to God. Number two, do not confirm to the world. Number three, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Number four, try to know, uh, discern the will of God. These four instructions are very important for a child of God. When Paul talks about surrender to God, he is talking about surrendering our body as a living sacrifice. Giving your entire being, he is connecting this verse to the Old Testament sacrifice. Your entire beings, your entire thoughts, your entire words, your job, your time, your uh, desires, your uh, dedicate everything to God. Why did Paul say like this? Because there were two kinds of beliefs in those days. One group believed that the body, our body, body was the source of all good in our lives. And therefore, they adored their body so much that they tried their best to make beautiful of their body. Even they did not hesitate to display their, bo uh, display their bodies naked in front of others, naked in, in public. They used to walk like that because they so much they uh, uh, worship. They used to worship their body. The second group, the second group of people believed that their body was the cause of their all their pains, all their difficulties, all the sufferings, all the disease in their body. So they used to hurt their body. And they used to torture their body because they believed that their bodies were the cause of all their failures. As you know, the, uh, the Church of Rome, Romans, full of scholars, Greek scholars were there, and also converts from these two groups. Keeping this in mind, Apostle Paul writes, not to worship your bodies, not to hurt your bodies, but present your bodies to God as a living and holy sacrifice. Pleasing to God. Our body is not an object of worship. Our body is not to spoil. Because Apostle Paul when he wrote the letter to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. There it says, Do you not know that you are God's temple? That God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Apostle Paul says, you are the temple of God. You know, I used to work in, among uh, children uh, when I was, you know, young. Even now I am young only. 
there is a children's song the things i used to do i do them no more the things i used to see i see them no more the things i used to hear i hear them no more there is a great change jesus made in my life when you surrender your body to god you belongs to him your address will change once god called moses to deliver the people from egypt they were under the slaves moses was not willing to go then god was talking to him one day god asked him moses what is in your hand moses said this is my shepherd rod god said throw it down and he suddenly it became what a serpent a snake god again told him grab it from the ground and it became a rod again but the moment he threw the rod on the ground it became god's property in chapter uh, exodus chapter 4 verse 20 it says moses when you go take god's rod also how suddenly it changed it was shepherd's rod only moses uh, shepherd's rod only but the moment he threw that rod into the ground it became god's property it became god's rod church once you submit surrender yourself to god you belongs to god one day god called abraham 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 said yes lord take with you your son only son even the name also god mentioned your only son isaac otherwise he will take the other one so your only son you take <clears throat> go to the mount moria and sacrifice him as a burnt offering you know what is burnt offering burnt offering is the offering where you have to cut the animals into pieces that is burnt offering god told abraham you take your son your own son isaac to whom you love more you take him and do him a sacrifice burnt offering there we see abraham obeyed and went to the place where god had told him he made an altar and he made an altar and laid isaac on it you know the story i am not going to tell Abraham took the knife and was ready to chop him into pieces suddenly the angel of god responded and said abraham don't touch my boy abraham don't touch that boy 
the moment you put him on the altar the altar belongs to me the moment you put him on the altar he became mine is my property don't touch put your knife down don't touch him present your bodies surrender your body as a living holy and acceptable to god god wants us to surrender our body god wants us to surrender our mind our heart and everything to god secondly we saw that do not conform to the world don't copy the behavior and customs of this world since my time is going fast i i will just proceed do not copy the customs and behavior of the world colossians chapter 3 verse 1 it says since you have been raised with christ set your hearts on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god thirdly be transformed by the renewing of your mind let mind let god transform you let god change you let god convert you into a new person by changing the way he likes number 4 very important try to uh, uh, discern the will of god the greatest question among believers is what god's will for my life in my job in my family in my children's life what is god's will in my life and especially during this pandemic situation the bible very clearly talks about this god has a perfect will for every life every one of us we should know that god has a perfect will for each and every one church please understand that god has a perfect will for every believer at the time of our birth the will of god can be divided into two god's perfect will and god's permissive will what is god's perfect will and what is permissive will of god listen very carefully God's perfect will is his divine plan. God's perfect will is his pur- for his purpose, for his intention. What God wants for us or has planned for us in his perfect will. But God's permissive will is not the, like that. God's permissive will is what he allows to happen in our life based on our decisions we have so many decisions we have so many plans we have so many ways we want that like that we want to do like this we ask god lord you do this do this do this finally god will answer our prayers but that is not the perfect will of god what is that it is a permissive will of god an example of god's perfect will for all mankind was in that we see in john chapter 3 verse 
God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's perfect will was for everyone to receive salvation through Jesus Christ. Of course we have you know freedom to freedom, uh, free will to choose but sometimes that may not be the God's perfect will. Luke chapter 22 verse 42 Jesus and his disciples in the uh, Mount of Olives praying Jesus is praying and he prayed Father if you are willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but yours be done Jesus wanted to come out from that agony, come out from that pain. So he prayed to God, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. But God's will was not that one. Always God's perfect will is good, dear church. God's perfect will is proper. It is acceptable and it is pleasing and right. God's perfect will be, will, uh, perfect will is full of blessings. Dear friends, if you miss his perfect will, you will end up in God's permissive will. If our life is Surrendered fully to God. As I mentioned earlier, easily we can discover the perfect will in our life. This morning, just I want to place one question before you. Are you in God's perfect will or His permissive will? I am sure we all want to be in the center of God's perfect will. But how do we get there? Sometimes God's perfect will we cannot discover instantly. God's perfect will is revealed progressively. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 To know His perfect will Number one, you have to fully surrender to God. Number three, number two, stop confirming to the world. Number three, be transformed by renewing your mind. What is permissive will? God's permissive will is what he allows to happen in our life. As per our decisions. Sometimes God's permissive will is full of judgment. Not so easy. To understand better, I want to draw your attention to one incident. This very important incident happened in the Old Testament. The book of Numbers chapter 22, 23 and 24. We read a story about a man called Balaam, a prophet. There's another one man called Balak, 
a king who is the king of Moab. The Moab king of Moab heard about all the Israel's doing, how God is helping them, how they get victory over their enemies. So the king and the Moabites were terrified. They got frightened. So the king decided to call the prophet Balaam and said, Please come. Please come and curse these people. Because they are too many and they are powerful. They will destroy us. I believe that the... Then he said, I believe that the blessing fall on those who, whom you bless and the curse fall on people to whom you curse. Actually, as a prophet of God, immediately he should tell that I am very sorry. I am a prophet of God. I cannot do that. Instead, he said, okay, okay. Please stay here overnight. I have to get permission from God. And I will tell you whatever the Lord directs me to say. Accordingly, they stayed there. Prophet went to God. God said, do not go with them. You are not to curse these people. Because they have been blessed. They are my people. That was the perfect will of God for Bela, the prophet. Don't go. Don't curse them. That was the perfect will of God. So prophet goes back to king officials and said, I am very sorry. The Lord will not let me go with you and curse them. The king comes with another attractive option simply to take away the prophet out of God's perfect will. The officials came and said, what bro, you are telling like this, come on, we'll go for a breakfast or a brunch or whatever it is, we will sort out the problem. Don't look for the reference, okay, it is not in the Bible. <laughs> He said, please don't let anything stop you from coming to help me. I will pay you very well. Do whatever you tell me. Just come and curse the people. You know, second time also, he said, okay, okay, you stay here. Overnight, you stay here. I will go to God. Sometimes he will change his mind. <laughs> Who? God. So I will find out whether he, is, he will allow me or not. Second time also God said no. Church, I want to tell you that if God has told you anything, that is the perfect will of God. Second time, third time, he did the same thing. Third time, Balaam asked God, God, should I go with these people? Now God understood that the prophet's heart is with Balak for doing against the will of God. That night, God spoke to prophet and told him, since these men have come for you, get up, 
go with them but do only what i tell you to do so finally god allowed him to go now balaam is in god's permissive will i hope you understood what is perfect will and what is permissive dear friends i want to conclude my message because time is over i went beyond my grace period as we meditate this passage today this morning how many of you want to rededicate your life by saying lord now the worship team can come to the stage this morning how many of you want to rededicate your life by saying lord i want to be a god fearing father i want to be a god fearing mother i want to be a god fearing son and daughter lord i want to be a godly father rather than a rich father let me ask you today which will of god are you living in right now are you living in god's perfect will god's perfect will does not necessarily mean that you have a perfect life often times you have difficulties often times you have to go through difficult situations sickness stress tensions but you can be assured that you are under the divine protection and care of his perfect will psalm 23 there we read even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will not fear anything for you are with me you are guarding me you are guiding me all the ways what a wonderful promise dear friends surrender your body as a to god as a living sacrifice do not copy the pattern of the world but allow your mind to be transferred and renewed daily by the word of god unless and until you submit you will not be able to be a godly father godly person unless and until you submit you will not be able to know the perfect will of god van de vender was a very good music teacher composed many songs but he was he was very popular in the church music but the struggle between his music career and the desire of being an evangelist was going on for many many years one day god gave a beautiful song in his heart i surrender all he sang that song that moment he gave his life to god surrendered everything his life is changed the struggle tension everything has gone he became a servant of god thank you for listening we love bringing you the word on so many different platforms we are so thankful for what god is doing in and through us we'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss out and don't forget to share this message if it has blessed you